everyone. I'm Kareem Ray, your host at the One Soccer Nation podcast. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing my former coach, Bassam Naeem. Coach Bassam is the Academy Director at AMB Football. Coach Bassam has a sound national and international background in coaching and business. He's also someone that I really respect and love. He's, you know, really changed my life and trajectory from 2016 to 2019. And he's impacted a thousand, thousands of individuals around the world. Coach Bassam, uh, thanks for taking the time today to be on the podcast. How's it going? Thank you for hosting me, Karim. It's good to see you. And uh, as always, uh, it's going great. I was just uh, just came back from the sunshine of Colombia yesterday to the uh, the snow of Toronto. So here we are. Yeah, it's it's super cold. It's not as it's not as hot and nice as uh, Colombia. But um, you've been traveling a lot. You've been traveling a lot. So uh, how's that? Go- how's the traveling going? And I. I truly believe traveling has been um, essential to open up doors for Canadian uh, potential Canadian talent. Um, unfortunately, as you know, our country as great as it is as a nation, when it comes to the sports of football or soccer, we're still behind. So we do our best to uh, travel internationally and seek opportunities and open doors for Canadian talents because we certainly have. Uh, good talents in this country, but we need, um, I guess, a system that will uh, uh, take it further or maximize it. And unfortunately, for now, we're not in this position yet as a nation. How you know? How many years do you see that away from happening? I wish I have the uh, the, the right answer for that one. Uh, when I started twenty five years ago on, on a full time basis in the game, I I thought in 10, 15, maybe 20 years, we will be in that football nation that we're all craving. I still don't see it. I would say there was some very minimal improvement in my mind, but uh, we have a, a long way to go as a country to um, get to that next stage in terms of uh, becoming a true football nation and then um, or a true soccer nation and compete consistently on the international stage. You mentioned, you know, 25 plus years you've been in the business of soccer and you've been in Canada for, for, for a while now. So you've got to see the game grow within Canada. Um, you know, how far are we away from being where the U.S. is in terms of, uh, you know, professionalism, growing a, growing a professional league like the CPL and, and just adding to that pyramid? Well, I, if you, you have to look at the, the picture overall. I can tell you from a, a grassroots point of view, like you, everything starts with the grassroots. That's where the game actually is uh, the base of it. So from a grassroots to um, the amateur system, to the club community system, I think we, all countries in the world, most probably they struggle from the same, or they struggle with the same issues. They all have uh, difficulties. Um, some countries have a lot more of a natural environment. Um, we here in Canada, we have a very organized amateur environment, organized to sometimes way too organized, uh, to suffocation in a way sometimes. Um, but then when it comes to high performance, um, you need or, or, or player development, if you want to call it, in slash high performance. Um, you need to have a proper national system in place for young players. You need to have um, a professional structure starting from the top down. 
you need to have quite a bit of governmental support, uh, finance in the game, um, major facilities uh, in terms of stadium and training facilities, major investment from private um, entrepreneurs in Canada uh, related or all around the game itself. And I think we have not seen hardly any any improvement and uh, in that sense in the last 25 years. So I'm not sure um, how long it's going to take for us to potentially get there. I don't have the magic answer. Uh, the Our American neighbors or cousins um, have uh, really uh, took their game much further than us in the last 10, 15 years. Uh, I would believe that... Um, I believe that the MLS has done a great job in terms of pushing professionalism further in the American game because I think they struggle from the same issues that we do struggle here from club community club system or an amateur system. But then the key always is uh, professionalizing the game properly with the national system and then driving it forward uh, in terms of uh, uh, sponsorship, facilities, uh, building a culture, um, and starting to uh, produce or show some talent that going through their developmental system and then placing them in different places in the world, TV, uh, exposure, marketing. Uh, it's the, uh, the list is practically endless. We're not there yet. I think we, are, we have the CPL that is in its infancy, infancy uh, stages which is extremely needed for the Canadian uh, soccer culture or the Canadian soccer landscape. But it's, it's just only a few, few years, uh, two, three years old, like a, like a little baby that's trying to, I guess, uh, find its own way um, in life. So um, it's going to take a little bit of time, but we definitely, and we hope uh, that will, um, will progress positively forward. No. I'm seeing a lot of teams being, you know, a lot of professional teams being popped out left, right, and center uh, down in the U.S. A lot of lands being bought, a lot of new stadiums are being, you know, uh, built. Why is that happening? Because of this 2026 World Cup. Do you do you see the 2026 World Cup having the same impact in Canada? I'm not seeing as much going on or hearing as much publicly, but from what you know, I know you're 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 really connected behind the scenes. Um. Is that is there that same uh, momentum happening in Canada preparing for the you know the, the World Cup, which is in the next two years? Well, I think it's great that we have uh, we're gonna be co-hosting, I guess, uh, the World Cup with uh, Mexico and the uh, United States. Um, so far, we have not heard, nor most probably we will hear about any uh, a new development in terms of stadium or facilities for the 2026 World Cup uh, coming up. I think it's, a, in all honesty, it's a great disappointment. Um, I thought that would be an opportunity for our Canadian government. So I'm pointing out here our government that should be involved and should be financing or putting finances forward uh, to build uh, facilities around the country. Um, and as well, um, I'm kind of calling uh, on the private investors as well to uh, put their money um, where they're supposed to put it if they love the game of soccer, which we haven't seen. Um, I'm not sure why exactly that 
such a great country as Canada, we don't have people coming forward and building facility. We hear about all the improvement and the development and uh, and 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 new ideas that's going on in the United States. But then we, I don't hear about really any idea that's taking place here in Canada for the 2026 World Cup, which I would say again, I will repeat, it's an extreme disappointment starting by the Canadian government to Canada soccer, to the rest of the uh, political soccer landscape. How Do you get involved in the political side at all? I would say I'm, I'm well diverse in terms of relationship and communication, uh, but I do not work officially on any political uh, level. So I, I'm more so I, someone who's, uh, interested very much in the improvement of the Canadian game because the game is it's really the essence of everything. Without the game, there's no need for player. Without the game, there's no need for stadium, no need for investment, no need for coaches. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm very much big on this side that the Canadian game has to get better. And uh, it hasn't, in all honesty. There are some very few steps, very few things happened here and there, but in a in a in a humongous country as Canada, because Canada's size is, is very, very big, as we know. Um, uh, so um, we need a lot more investment and a lot more um, involvement from the Canadian government um, and sports sides, specifically soccer, in terms of investing into facilities, investing into professionalism, investing into a national system from Canadian, for Canadian, what's that mean? What's the definition of it? Um, all that is totally lacking in my mind. Um, do you know, is, is there really any main reason why they haven't yet? They haven't really gone all in for soccer in Canada? Well, actually, you know, I, I'm just giving you my personal opinion. I don't know exactly if that's... Uh, the right answer or not. My personal opinion, I came to this country 40 years ago. So I'm a, I'm an immigrant by, um, uh, by origin. And, um, I thought what a great country to start with. Canada has always been a, a beautiful, wonderful country to live in and, 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 and study and bring up your kids and family and the rest of it. But at the same time, I never thought that we are a sports nation like we, we say we are. We most probably talk a little bit more about it than what we do. So, you know, I prefer that we do rather than we talk. Um, so I, I would believe that it has to start by the government to have, um, I'm not sure if we do have a proper sports ministry, actually. I don't believe we do um, for sports in general. Then do we have specifics for um, the different sports that we have? Uh, is it soccer? Is it supposed to be a national sports? We call it the participation sports. Um, is it participation? Do we need only participation or do we need now a lot more than participation? Professionalism, advancement in, the, in sports. Um, a lot of people say Canada is a hockey country. So, okay. So is it really a hockey country? Uh, parents are still paying, um, left and right and center for their kids to be in hockey. So I'm not sure if that's how we define that as a hockey nation. Yeah, we do well because we 
started the game. I guess we invented the game and we have a professional league that we're part of. Usually you end up producing players and you have a decent system. Does that make you a, a, a true sports nation? I, I don't believe so, but I could be wrong. But I don't. I personally don't believe so. So I think soccer is kind of um, way lacking behind all that, even though we have uh, major or we have more numbers in player-wise participating or mainly youth players participating in the game on the male and the female side more in soccer than in other sports. We don't see that there's any initiative from our federal government nor provincial government to uh, excel in sports in general and soccer in specific. Yeah, understood. I, I think, you know, in regards to the soccer side of things, the, the simplicity that the game brings, all you need is a pitch, a ball, and some cleats, and you could play. So that accessibility to, to parents and um, the price not being too high for parents to enter in is is, is why the numbers are so high. They, they play a part into that, right? Um, you've, you've coached around the world, and I, you know, I remember as a player at AMB Academy, you're, you love France, the, the, the France system, the France uh, mentality. Um, is, is France still the number one country that you look, that you look towards uh, for uh, inspiration, um, as well as implementing uh, things at A and B? Um, is France still that, that country that you look at and uh, communicate with, or is it another country that you, uh, that you really like? Well, I've been actually blessed um, to um, travel around the globe. I've been in over 50 countries. I've done a lot of um, uh, studies and work and research about different systems, uh, different federation, different philosophies. Um, the French formation system is still the number one uh, presently in the world um, in terms of uh, systematically producing or developing young players into the professional side. Uh, we see the quality of French players all over the world, um, or mainly in the big leagues, uh, the major big leagues around the planet. Um, so, yes, it is my, um, other than I do have a family heritage as well in France. Um, I do have a connection to the country in that side, and I do have a connection, a strong connection to the country, uh, to France, in terms of understanding what they do um, to take players from from A to B to C to D to make to put them in into the uh, professional side. We actually uh, at A and B football we copied quite a bit of the French formation system, and uh, we put what you call a maple syrup on top of it to Canadianize it. Obviously, we can't. We don't live in France. We can't apply exactly the same methodologies or the same ideas. So by Canadianize it, um, it worked for us. We've been blessed and. Um, as well lucky because uh, having a system alone is not enough. You have to have as well a little bit of luck, uh, specifically in football. You know, you watch sometimes a game and it's going, all of it going your way and the other team beat you So uh, with a lucky strike. So luck is, uh, is a huge factor in life, I believe. Um, so with taking the, the essence of the uh, French formation system, taking what we believe that works in uh, our Canadian culture, putting a little bit of maple syrup on top, on top of it, we are able to guide uh, several players on the male and the female side into the 
in higher levels of the game, whether they play for a national team abroad or for the Canadian national team, obviously, which is our first priority always. But some players choose not to, unfortunately, uh, to play for Canada. And then um, some of them, we guide them into the professional side in Europe. So we've been uh, certainly blessed that way. Nice. Coach, you got to add some uh, some Temporans, you know, coffee, hot chocolate, and donuts on the side too. <laughs> Not just the maple syrup. You got it. <laughs> you you got it. Maybe I'll add the donuts for that one. <laughs> you mentioned top talent. You've created a lot of talent. Um, you know, we're, we're talking about, uh, you know, Adonijah Reed, uh, Daniel Jebison, just to name a few, but there's, there's definitely more. Those are the two that I remember. Um, you know, what, what do you think, what is it that you're doing that's, that's creating this talent um, in Canada and then you're taking over to the U.S. or that are going overseas and, and, and uh, absolutely destroying it, our, our winners? We, uh, the, uh, the key for all that was actually applying the proven methodology that's working outside of Canada. So this is where, um, you know, when it comes to sports, you need to look at what's actually working and then what you can use in your country. If you're a football nation, obviously you will need to look at outside and, and try to see what's working outside of your own environment. And knowing that Canada is not a football nation, that's uh, the reality. Um, we copied certain uh, elements specifically from the French system, and we have um, really applied it functionally for years now, um, allowing the freedom, working on the base of technique at the younger ages, um, uh, and, 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 and so on. So those are extremely important steps that we've done, and specifically in focusing on the individual and focusing on a age-related proper training, not being obsessed with um, winning mentality because we tend to be way too obsessed in our North American culture about win, 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 rather than train, train, and improve. Uh, we can never uh, – winning is actually a result of, of – and I don't believe winning is usually – applicable for you system uh, winning should be purely winning should be for the professional system because that's why uh, these young people or athletes on the uh, professional level are being paid uh, for for that to to produce result young players no different than students for an example in school they go to educate themselves to become to earn their uh, uh, whether it's a high school degree or high school certificate and then go to university to earn a job. Um, youth players, they need to educate themselves in the game, on the basic of the game, being allowed to be as well able to be free and, and, and express their talent on the pitch. And eventually that could lead to uh, better improvement and potential avenues in the game. I think we have applied that quite a bit. Um, it took us a little bit of time. Um, we've been around now for 18 years. So our first six, seven years, I would say it maybe our first, um, generation of players. We were applying all these methodology to see if it works in our culture and with hard work and a little bit of luck. Like I always say that luck is important. Um, we combined the two together and so far we've been, so we look at ourselves as more so guide. We focus on the ind individual improvement of the athlete, not 
the team aspect, whereby it's all about team and win games and let's be happy and win trophy. We focused very much on the individual improvement of each player, which will give an improvement of the group, the small group, the larger group, and potentially um, good positive results. And it's been working, and it's working fine. So I believe that it works in Canada. I just don't believe that Canada is ready or Canada soccer culture is ready for um, improvement rather than win, 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 compete, 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 and just win, and everybody's happy because we win the game. But the question is, can we pass properly? Can we know the, uh, you know, the proper element of technique? Are we good? Do we repeat them? Do we work on improvement? Are we creative? Um, do we know how to pass? What is possession? What is true proper development? What is really uh, elite athlete? What is high performance? Actually, we use a lot of those words, I find, in our culture. But I don't think we know exactly what it takes to do them. There's obviously, we're not the only one that is doing a decent job. I believe there's others. But in a country like Canada, that's humongous in terms of space and and um, and and um, and not only space. We have the beauty of this country. We have all this ethnicity, which is so beautiful, and the mix, cultural mix, that could create more athleticism. Why are we not way ahead what we are? That's a big question. I have my views on that, but then um, you know I might sound too critical. But I truly believe in the Canadian talent. I believe that. Uh, we as a nation, we have a huge potential, but as a nation, we're not seeking it yet. There's very few people are doing uh, that, seeking the potential and guiding players. Not only A&B football, I have other colleagues in the game that are doing decent job or decent work. Um, but I believe that we have a truly a, 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 a huge potential in Canada. I think we need to be more realistic about our issues and challenges first and put them up front and deal with them, try to fix them and functionally move them forward into opportunity and future um, and future goals. And I don't believe that we do that. Understood. Um, I mentioned Daniel Jebison. Um, in regards to this question, you don't have to answer it if, if you don't want to, or if you can't. Um, Throughout my learnings, players that reach so Daniel Jefferson, he's he's played in the uh, the English Premier League, right? With uh, Sheffield United, he's presently still in the English. Yeah, he's still with Sheffield United. Uh, yes. Um. So there's something called like a finder's fee, or I'm not too sure exactly what it's called for academies that develop players, and then if that player eventually signs a big contract, that academy that developed that player gets a finder's fee. Was that the case in that in uh, with Daniel Jefferson, or if you're able to speak on it, or if you want to? I'm not. Sure. I don't think the uh, the terminology is a finder's fee. The um, what you have, you have a set. I can't really go into the details of Daniel's, but um, yeah. I will give you the overall uh, picture from a uh, a FIFA point of view. The um, the internet FIFA, which uh, governed the uh, football in the world, there is a set. Uh, type of, uh, I guess, advantages that you can get out of uh, a player being, and I'm not sure if I can call it truly developed uh, because development is a process. Daniel was 
with a and football for close to 10 years, nine years and a change. Uh, he moved to England with his family at the age of 14, 14, 15. So there was, uh, and then he ended up, uh, obviously he had a few trials here and there, but he ended up with Sheffield. And I think Sheffield has done um, a very good job in terms of uh, taking his natural talent and maximizing it into the English uh, side and specifically into the Premier um, Premier League and to be able to play at that level. Um, A&B football has done, a, in my mind, a, a solid uh, work in terms of building the foundation of technique and football foundation for, for Daniel. But we cannot really say what we are. We have developed that player. Anybody that's saying in Canada that we have developed the player they're really not being honest because development is an equation and it goes from 7 to 17, 18 and have a specific. So you have, you know, the pre-formative year, then you have formative year, then you have post-formative years, and then you have pre-professionalism, that intro to professionalism. Um, so those are steps that I'm not sure how much we're well immersed into uh, the educational. So we're not immersed well enough in Canada to do them. We, I happen to be maybe uh, a little bit blessed and, and, and lucky that I traveled the planet per se, and I've acquired a lot of information. But then the application of that as well is extremely difficult if you don't have the environment, the facilities, the funds. So it's not just having knowledge is good enough. It's the functional application of that knowledge with the athlete and doing it on a day in and day out and a year in and year out uh, until they get to that level. Uh, so it's a process, right? Um, so um, FIFA has an equation, and um, the main part of that equation are uh, the um, the players being between the ages of 12 to 15 first, then 15 to 23, and every stage has uh, a benefit to where that player were playing, per se, of training or whatever you want to call it, the home of that player during those uh, years. And then there is certainly a, a potentially financial benefit out of it. Then what else can you do in terms of a player that was a solid part of a club or an academy or a soccer organization? And then you can directly communicate with the club where they're at and as well uh, potentially have some kind of a beneficial equation out of that. So there's all kind of uh, uh, I think people need to, uh, I guess, educate themselves on what's that exactly without me going into the details of of the player. I would have to respect that. Understood. Um, I'm going to ask a two-in-one. Um, did you ever, like, how does it feel to have a player that you've helped develop in the Premier League? Have you ever, did you ever think that you would have a player in the EPL? Because, you know, the English Premier League is the top league in the world in regards to football. And, um, what has the positive impact been from from that uh, from that transfer? I, I certainly, if I say you know that we had an objective that we're going to take a player and that we he or she will end up um, specifically here right now in the case of Daniel in the EPL, and not only that, he's playing for England U twenty program. I guess I don't know if you saw him at the World Cup in the U twenty. He was representing England national team. Um, I certainly will be lying if I said that we had that objective. We um, we certainly have the confidence that 
we are capable of helping and guiding an athlete to go to a higher level. That's for sure. We have that confidence that we have an equation in place that if an athlete, whether if they're a male or female, because we do have as well, um, uh, multiple females are playing at, at the highest level, whether if it's in France in the professional uh, league, which is the D1 uh, in France for the women, or playing for a national team. We have uh, on the female side, we have players playing for Portugal, uh, Greece, um, uh, Poland. Uh, they're all Canadian kids born with multiple nationalities, obviously, or Canadian from a different heritage. Um, so they are playing there. But in the, and specifically in terms of Daniel, no, or any other player on the male side, we we certainly have the confidence to to say, okay, we're capable of taking them through a developmental uh, or a guidance in terms of the game to hopefully maybe uh, end up. What we've done differently actually end up obviously on the professional level. What we've done differently is we recognize that if we keep them in Canada up to 19, 20, 21, it becomes a lot more difficult for the players to uh, seek a professional avenue. Okay? So we recognize that even though we truly believe in our work, that we need to find uh, avenues and open doors for those players between the ages of 14, 15, 16, 17, and try to place them outside of uh, the Canadian environment. We are not... We don't have a, um, a proper professional, like I said before, a proper national system to start with for the use, nor a proper professional system uh, for these players to go through and then end up playing at the highest level of the game. So by, rec by recognizing that we needed to um, find options for the players earlier, uh, it worked well for us uh, with multiple players. As we speak, we have... Uh, at least 18 players in that equation. So on the male and the female side. So we've been, we're beyond ecstatic for Daniel to start with, um, beyond happy for him. Um, we are, we wishing the best. I think it's only the first step. There's going to be more step for him forward. I can't talk about them. I'm, I'm privy to a lot of things that goes on, obviously, in his life. Um, and um, we're hoping that he can even play at much bigger and better stage. Yeah, football well, stage. Yeah, well, I'm excited to to see that to see that happen, and it's uh, so cool to see. Um, Messi, Inter Miami, David Beckham, US. How do you, I, I, you're you're a Messi person? You're a Messi supporter. Um, how do you feel about that? What are your thoughts? <laughs> I think it's great. I think I honestly, I um, I'm, I'm so uh, inspired by the American spirit of, you know, doing best for their country, for their leagues, for their sports. And they do whatever it takes to attract the biggest name on the planet, to put the biggest show and to keep working and trying to, to take their, uh, football or their soccer culture for, forward despite all the challenges and the difficulties that they have so it's impressive it's um i love it i watch it and i say uh, messi will most probably change i think beckham is uh, certainly a, a very smart idea um very very smart idea what he's done obviously and uh, i think messi being in the mls 
it has put the MLS on a different level altogether. And I will continue to um, most probably push the American side or the major league soccer to a different heights uh, as we uh, move forward. So uh, it's exciting. And I wish that we as Canadian, we learn from that. I don't see it yet because I don't believe we do have the same spirit collectively like the American uh, when it comes to sports and soccer in particular, um, which is a sad thing. But, you know, you never know. You might have a couple of people here that will inherit the beautiful disease of the game because I call football is the best disease you can have. You, it will never hurt you, will never kill you, will only keep you, but it will make you obsessed, I'm, you know. And I'm not sure if I if I show it, but I'm an obsessed person in the game. So, so Messi being in North America is a is a pleasure. So all the best to the American and Beckham and Inter Miami for doing that. I believe there will be more names coming into the game, but he's the biggest ever. So uh, how can can that be bigger than that? So here we go. Yeah, I just uh, I seen a post today on four three three that. All tickets for Inter Miami next season, next year, twenty twenty four, sold out. So the they're saying the Messi effect, and then we're seeing you know, you know, all of Messi's jerseys being sold. You know, the fans are going crazy for Messi jerseys, and and they're they're having a hard time to to inventory that and, and sell all those jer- well to uh, to keep producing jerseys. They're having problems with that, and, and you know, it's, it's, it's pardon. No, no surprise at all. Yeah. You know what's interesting too, Coach Rasan? It's like here in Canada with the, the women's Canadian national team, when they won uh, the gold medal, they, they weren't able to supply jerseys either. That was a problem. I'm not too sure if you if you uh, heard of that, but I guess we're, I'm getting off topic here, but I'll ask you offline. Sure. Um, I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, uh, last question I'll end off with is, um, you know, we, we got two years coming one of the biggest events is going to be hosted by canada us mexico the 20 the fifa 2026 world cup um what are your plans uh to catch this wave but just before i get into that just um want to tell you like i mentioned i just came back from colombia and uh we're doing uh we've looked at hundreds and hundreds of young people there playing soccer. And there's a couple of people were wearing inter miami and the messy jersey believe it or not the whole <laughs> outfit which is in Colombia, which I thought, like, are you serious? That was crazy. But uh, it was good to see. Uh, it was good to see. So Inter-Miami is in Colombia, put it that way. It's 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 something, isn't it, um, in terms of a uniform, just because of Messi. Um, what's the plan? The plan is um, um, really, really, it's a, it's a continuation of, um, in all honesty, Karim, we have a difficult environment in Canada when it comes to the football. Um, we, um, we give an image that we are doing great. I'm not sure why we cannot just say that this is where we at. This is what we need. This is what we go to as a nation or what we need to go, uh, or we need to do to, to move forward. We're giving an image that everything is great. We went, we made the World Cup. Our system is developing all these players. I haven't heard of them yet, but there's all these talk about, Everything is fine and we're just moving forward. And the reality, uh, we're not there. That's the reality. I think we need to be honest to ourselves and look ourselves in the mirror and say, you know, we have huge potential. How can we take it further? 
And I do the same, actually. Like, that's what I'm just saying to you. I'm not just talking about countrywide. I'm talking about myself. I look in the mirror and say, okay, I am, a, I am an academy, but am I actually a, a true and true academy? The reality is not. No, if you want to be honest with yourself, we're a skeleton of what you call a proper um, European academy. It's just a skeleton. We take ideas. We have a lot of limitations in our environment, but we take ideas from what's working uh, from around the world, and we try to implement that in that very limited, difficult environment that we have. And it's working for us so far, uh, but it's not good enough. I can tell you that. So what's next? Um, our we have dreams and aspirations like players, uh, like young players. We as leaders, we have dreams and aspirations, building the top facilities, um, having hopefully um, the best investors that will believe in us and start really putting money into helping us finding that pure talent, the next Canadian name. We truly believe that they exist, talented players in Canada on the younger ages mainly. And uh, we believe we're very confident in our abilities that we can take them further and hopefully we can guide, guide them into the professional level and to help obviously Canada first as a, as a country and then the players themselves, whether they're male or female. Um, so those are the things uh, in terms of we, we want to go further and further. We want to guide Canadian players, continue opening doors and avenues for our Canadian young talent to hopefully um, find their way into the professional, beautiful game. That's why it's called the beautiful game. And the professional side of it is very attractive, but very difficult to attain. And it's our duty and our vocation. And our job is to guide those youngsters, hopefully into the future. Amazing. I love what you do, Coach Sam. You've impacted my life. You've uh, blessed me with so many opportunities from 2016 to, to 2019 and, and, and beyond. Um, yeah, I just want to add in here on the record, like you've you've changed my life. I don't know if I if I never came to A and B in 2016, I don't know where I'd be. So I know you kept me on a positive path. Soccer has kept me on a positive path, and, and uh, very grateful to have you in my life, and uh, uh, you know to have you as my coach and, and mentor. Um, and, and the last question, I know I said the last question, but the list, this is the last one. Do you, you're, you're, you still- you're a wonderful young man. So don't worry. You've done good. You're doing good. You have good idea. Keep going. I believe that you're eventually you're going to find your way. So, um, I'm very, very happy for you and hopefully you achieve what you're looking for. Thank you. Um, is there any plans to go to the U S or are you just, you're stuck in, you're staying in Canada. I'm not stuck anywhere, young man. <laughs> I've been uh, I've been giving opportunities. Um, I do have opportunities in the U.S. I do have opportunities overseas, um, and um, I keep focusing on honestly the Canadian side because I truly, truly believe that uh, Canada is still a land of opportunities and uh, in general, and it's a great country overall, and um, I strongly believe that our ethnicity and our mix cultural mix is 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 a beautiful thing it's like a beautiful salad with all these fresh vegetables and different colors and different nationalities ethnicities and religious belief and i think we all 
live in this beautiful mosaic of a country. And from within that, there are talented young people that can uh, do great things. And uh, still in my heart, I believe that I would love to play a role in that. And maybe that's the uh, one of the biggest um, reason why I have not seeked properly to go somewhere else. Um, plus, I have my kids who are extremely important in my life, and they're the focus of them achieving their objective in Canada first. So, so the combination of things, but uh, the opportunities are out there, and uh, it's extremely. Um, challenging but at the same time is it's extremely satisfying without challenge without taking risk you're never going to be uh, you're never going to find any reward so we continue to do that amazing well um coach Osama, i appreciate you taking the time for being on the one soccer nation podcast thank you for hosting me kareem and all the best to you and the program and the future plans thank you